Good evening. This is the Trainer Club, and you guys are listening to the Absolute Bedlam Podcast. Haircuts. We all need them. Sometimes they can be a bit of a chore. Sometimes it feels like you're on a bit of a conveyor belt, and the person at the end of the haircut puts that mirror up, and you kind of look at them like, oh, God. But we go along with it because we're British, right? We all know what that's like. So, Dom. At Babylon Barbers, you'll feel right at home with a relaxed vibe and a professional experience all round. With both veteran and sens discount, Dom has time for absolutely everyone, as everyone deserves that fresh haircut feeling. Supporting the local community is a huge part of the job, so go see Dom and get more than just a haircut. I use Dom myself, I couldn't be happy with the results. He'll trim your beard, he'll trim your eyebrows, all that stuff. Right, back to the show. Good evening and welcome to Absolute Bedlam Podcast. We are now at the end of season eight and I wanted to finish it with a bang. So I thought I would get someone that's very, very relevant at the moment. uh, A Pokemon Go YouTuber by the name of The Trainer Club. His real name's Billy, but don't tell anyone. (laughs) <laughs> so I'm about to go to go fest Berlin with my girlfriend and I just thought that this was like the perfect opportunity to get Billy on and have a chat and find out why he does what he does and uh let's go for it so first things first Billy how's it going you're right it's going great man how are you I'm good thanks I've uh, popped into your twitch streams a couple of times just to clarify a few bits yeah 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 <laughs> so shameless so shameless so um right I'm good. So first question, I try and mm-hmm. ask my sort of influencer guests this, and that's okay. how was school slash high school for you? Um, high school was good. Um, I was a competitive skateboarder. So I've kind of always been like, I don't know if you want to say like an influencer, but I've always um, just been around this kind of like energy where it was like, you know, I got really good at skateboarding. So I was known as like the skateboarder of the the school so it was always something like you know that I always had people around me and it it was just kind of like uh it was a fun time I I necessarily I was pretty good at school um but it was always something that was a little challenging for me uh just like I just always had to study harder than other people just to kind of um get I feel like what a lot of people got out of it so from a high school perspective that's kind of how it was and I I really enjoyed high school I thought it was fun a little bit of a rebel when I was younger but yeah (laughs) so I've got to ask off the back of that what's the naughtiest thing that you did as a child um that you can yeah so (laughs) um I mean like one time when we were in high school we all like it wasn't like that crazy but uh we went to a skate park after school and then we were cutting through at school to kind of get back. And we realized that the gate was kind of propped open. So we kind of like left, lifted the gate up and like a couple of people went under there and stole ice cream and stuff. And uh, we ended up getting suspended for like eight and 10 days, which was kind of extreme, but yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. Fair <laughs> yeah. enough. Was the ice yeah. cream good though? Oh yeah, I'm sure it was. Worth it. Probably, probably had something good. Yeah, it was yeah, man. definitely worth it. Yeah. And then you get free eight days off of school, so it can't get better than that. Yeah, right. Nice. So jumping straight into it from there, how did you first get into content creation and Pokemon Go in general? Um, As far as content creation, I mean, before I got into Pokemon Go, I was a little bit involved with Halo. So uh, I wasn't necessarily a content creator for them, but we did run uh, video game tournaments. So I kind of was around that kind of content creator energy. And we would, you know, I was kind of like a manager of some content creators for our tournaments. And then eventually that led, you know, kind of died out um, with Halo as, you know, we've all seen that Halo is not what Call of Duty is. Now Call of Duty kind of took its place and we were trying to make it work, but it didn't work. Um, Microsoft unfortunately didn't want to back anybody. And then they ended up doing their $1 million tournament, which I mean, is cool, but like, you know, you only have one tournament, so it's not sustainable for too many people. So then eventually led us into, you know, I did my nutrition degree and I got my personal training certification, did all these things for health. And then eventually, you know, Pokemon Go came out and I got super obsessed with it. Loved the exploration part of it and just really enjoyed my time. 
And that eventually led me to just being way too obsessed with the game and eventually hearing my friend that I met through Pokemon Go, a good friend of mine now, Kelvin, told me that, have you ever heard of, you know, Mystic Seven and Trainer Tips and have you watched their videos? And I was like, it was a year and a half into the game. And I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like YouTube was not a thing and it, it didn't exist for me. The only thing I knew about YouTube is like I could post my skateboard videos on there. And that's like really the only thing I had interacted with YouTube at that point. And I was like, oh my God, like, you know, I saw channels and I was like, people like do this for a living. Like they, they go out, they play Pokemon Go, they explore, they do whatever. And I just like have the nostalgia, like Nick and Brandon, like traveling, like picking their stuff up and going kind of thing. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. So eventually it led me to like feeling like I'd become really good at catching raid bosses and I would just go ahead and teach people if I could teach people in person or catch the raid bosses if I could teach people more people online then it would make sense so that was kind of like how I first really got my my stuff started where I was like hey I really want to go after teaching people how to play Pokemon Go fair enough yeah you've got really informative videos I always um go to you if I want to like optimize my time and get the most stardust and you know obviously we just had Dino Day or Dino Day however you prefer to say it and there was a shitload of Zwilus everywhere and people were getting insane stardust out of that. So oh, yeah. I always watch your videos and make sure that, you know, I'm doing it right and that sort of thing. I'm not necessarily <laughs> a grinder, but mm -hmm. I do like to go out for a walk sort of every other day. And I like to, like I say, be as efficient as possible with it. Sure. But yeah. How did you find Dino Community Day? I really enjoyed it. I thought that um, the you know, the spawns were great. I, I like the Zuelas responding. Um, maybe there could be a tight rollback, a little bit of a rollback on the amount of, of Zuelas that were spawning in, you know, a little bit more about dying and a little less. But at the same time, I really enjoyed the XL candy and the Stardust coming from those Pokemon. So I was still able to get, you know, 20 plus shinies. And then additionally, the fact that they had the, the extended raid times, which I thought was an amazing bonus, mm. um, would allow me to get more shinies after the calm day was done, which then kind of made up for the Zuela spawns blocking it during. So it kind of just evened out really well. I thought that it was a cool experience. I think would have boosted it more would have been like if Zuelas could have been shiny come from those raids, I think would have drove more people to want to do the raids yeah. as opposed to it just being the boost where it's like, oh, I can just do one and then wait for that raid timer to expire and I'll go do another one as opposed to like, oh, maybe I'll do 10 or 15 if, if Zuelas can be shiny from those raids. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I completely understand that. Um, I got a couple of fan questions from my friend okay. Jim. Um, right. These are What's mostly <laughs> these are mostly Pokemon related um okay. so if you were a pokemon trainer in real life mm -hmm. what would you train and what's your favorite type and your favorite gym trainer mm -hmm. um as far as that goes i would probably train a lapras i'm just a big fan of a lapras so i'd be a water and ice type pokemon so i guess i mean i wouldn't say that like misty is my favorite one but i mean she kind of resembles a lot of the pokemon that i would probably be surrounding myself around including like you know articuno so i would say that you know not my choice of person but choice of pokemon yeah fair enough um i've actually just remembered off the back of that that i need to evolve my what's the thing that's just come out that's 400 candy in the brand new oh, the Wimpod. Wimpod. That's it. I'm going to yeah. evolve that on this episode if that's all right. Because <laughs> I've got 420 candy now. So, uh, yeah, let's go. Let's do it. I've been holding back Starly Community Day as well. We'll get into that in a sec. It's mm -hmm. just come up on my phone. Wimpod. Where is he? There we go. So I'm going to call this one Billy. Because it's only fair. All right, let's do it. There nice. he goes. If you're not watching this on YouTube, then you're essentially watching something go up into the sky and change form. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. There it is. What's he called? Galisopod, I think it is. He looks awesome. He's not a wimp anymore, is he? Jesus. He is not. There we go. We'll call him Billy. Let's go. And I'll try my absolute best to... uh get to i want to say dortmund then that was 2019 berlin yeah uh, i'll show you it in real life there we go all right obviously i met you at seville 
um mm-hmm. i went a bit fanboy and i went i've got a podcast i'd love to get you on <laughs> um you probably get that all the time with your meet and greets and people wanting mm-hmm. you to sign things and all that sort of stuff how how does that feel because you've essentially made a game your job and it's not mm-hmm. just like halo it's actually a adventure game you know you're you're in your hotel right now it's become your entire world like how does mm-hmm. that actually feel Dude, it's honestly surreal. I was, you know, you asked about Calm Day. I was kind of like getting into a van after Calm Day and doing the the raid hour and, you know, sitting next to some other content creators. And I was just kind of like, dude, I'm literally like getting bust out of a raid scenario for Pokemon Go in Berlin, Germany, heading to like a dinner. And I was just like, stuff like that, that just kind of like, just like, I kind of just like take a step back. I'm like, dude, this is so surreal of an experience that like, I'm literally in Berlin, Germany, specifically right now for 11 days yeah. to play Pokemon Go, right? Yeah. So it's like, you know, I'm like actually like a real life Pokemon trainer, right? Yeah, so yeah, it's kind yeah. of funny that you asked me that question. So yeah. I don't know, it's just, it's. Just, I feel really fortunate and really blessed that I was able to kind of really get good at Pokemon Go and aspects that people really like valued. And mm-hmm. I was able to help people with catching raid bosses at first. And now that like all the raid bosses are virtually the same to catch and there's not really challenge to a lot of these raid bosses anymore, which is kind of a bummer for me because I really enjoy, you know, that experience. I also, at the same time, uh, you know, I, I just have morphed the content tips and everything like that. It's, mm. it's really cool for me to like help people at a different level. And mm. then, yeah. Yeah. The strategy, exciting, man, the, the strategy it's, it's, it's behind really, it. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. And then just to be able yeah. to connect with people and, you know, have people that, you know, support me and, uh, I'm fortunate enough to have a fan base that like, you know, just allows me to do what I do. And, um, yeah, yeah I feel super, super lucky. That's fantastic. Got another fan question from one of my friends, Andy. Mm-hmm. Any crazy slash notable Pogo adventure stories? Yeah, I would say that practically probably there's two of them. The first one came before I was a content creator. Me and my uh, friend Brad at the time, we, uh, we, we drove down to Miami from Atlanta, which is like a nine and a half hour drive because we weren't getting any lap response in Atlanta, obviously at the time and i couldn't hatch one out of an egg for my life and i don't really like hatching eggs like that because i just feel like it's uh i don't really get the yield that i would like so we drove to lap to miami parked our car rented bikes so we we're like legit ash just riding around the island catching a few lapruses over the course of three days which was probably one of my favorite first experiences that we had and then my second experience was probably as a content creator and going to tokyo and being able to go to the Yokohama Go Fest and, you know, kind of experience a different culture and see how like dedicated they are to Pokemon Go and seeing like how fast raid lobbies and like the different, you know, we have kids with the grandmas that are playing Pokemon Go and like regular people and work people, like everybody plays Pokemon Go over there. So I think those two situations that like really kind of mm. let me see Pokemon Go and, you know, at a different light and what it could be and what it is. And, you know, those experiences kind of like expanded and yeah i'm super grateful to have all of that yeah one of my bucket list items um being 32 i haven't got that much time left that sounded really bleak didn't it um is to go to japan and play it (laughs) yeah because i just imagine it's just like you say it's everyone it's so inclusive and just so everyone like there's an element in the uk i think where people kind of hide it and they don't want to sort of jump into it um they're very introverted but in japan it's just like fair game do you know what i mean yep fantastic so what screen recording software do you use to record your videos on your phone um i use an iphone so it's built in yeah yeah Mm. fair enough um do you like traveling the world do you secretly hate it or something associated with travel so for example i hate flying yeah um no i actually really enjoy it um i think tokyo kind of broke any of my anxiety towards flying um it used to be like kind of this thing where i would kind of get anxious take off and landing and all this stuff and then you know you fly for 14 hours 
that kind of does something to your mind. Uh, I think it could either reinforce your feelings of being paranoid or it can kind of like break your, your mind open. I allowed it to break my mind open. So now, you know, flying is just kind of second nature. I would say the challenge for me with traveling is just like the first day or two when you get into a new place where it's like, you know, I, I choose to eat pretty healthy. So it's like trying to find that place, trying to get the, you know, the, the feel of the city down, trying to get the, um, you know, just different thing down and just trying to like understand that, you know, it's going to be a little different. It's similar, like, you know, and when you pop open a Google maps and you're trying to get a train and like the train system and train stations just look weird. So then it's like, Oh, oh, and you kind of get this like little anxious feeling of like, I wish it could go smoother, but at the same time, you know, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm in a completely different culture and place. So it's like, I have to have patience for that. Yeah. I get that. There's a bit of a shift, isn't there? Sort of yeah. culture shift. Yeah. I, I would love to do it for like a year solid, but um, obviously I've got bills to pay and all that sort of stuff. And uh, mm -hmm. it's not for everyone, but mm -hmm. when I went to Seville with um, my girlfriend, I really didn't want to come back to the UK because we were only there for a couple of days. Mm -hmm. And it's a similar affair with Berlin that you just feel that you're part of this massive sort of global effort when it's for Pokemon. And a lot of my friends say like, what? So you've never been to Berlin before and you're going just to go on your phone, but it's so much more than that. Like I wish mm -hmm. I could take these people with me, but um, yeah, it's just, it's such a sort of community driven game, isn't it? And the very. community are very, very vocal as you probably know, if something doesn't go to plan, or they up the raid passes from 250 to 300 coins. People are very, very vocal online about it, aren't they? And they want Niantic to hear them. Mm -hmm. So yeah, just uh, wanted to get that out there, really. Um, favorite free Pokemon? Favorite free Pokemon? Free Pokemon, like yeah. Non-rated non Pokemon, you're saying? Uh, just just free, um, top three. Oh, top three. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So my top three Pokemon, I would probably say is, you know, Blastoise slash Mega Blastoise, Shiny, number one, uh, Lapras, close behind that in second. And then probably, uh, I really like the Giratina Origin form or the Raikou for spot number three. Mm. Close tie. Love Raikou. Nice. Yeah. What does your passport look like? Is it just full of stamps? Uh, I don't know. We could probably take it out right now and have a look. Yeah, don't put anything um, personal. I got this one yeah. before Tokyo. Yeah, yeah, so I think that, let's see. Um, my passport book. So I got, I don't know, I have like four different stamps on this one. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Barcelona looks like. Paris, France, uh, Japan, Paris again. Then on the next page, it looks like we have Berlin. Um, and then I'm not sure what's on. They kind of stamp them, you know, haphazardly. Yeah. We have Mexico. Yeah, yeah. Um, that might be that might be it. So it's not Fair super enough. crazy, honestly. Yeah, I've been to Mexico a couple of times in Barcelona, and like I've been to like you know uh, the UK enter europe once you get over here even though i'm jumping countries i'm not getting my passport stamped every time which is kind of a bummer yeah. for me because i'm like can you guys just like put a stamp in here <laughs> just pretend yeah <laughs> and do, like they get the stamp and i'm like dang <laughs> yeah yeah is there any regional pokemon that you haven't caught yet yeah i don't have a sigilyph and then i don't have um some of the what are the new pokemon the the like flabibi uh typings oh yeah the flowers yeah the flowers i don't have the yeah. one from the islands and then i also mm. don't have the one from australia i mean i could get them i just mm. at this point you know i've been traveling uh so much that i just feel like I just wait to catch them either at a go fest which i'm fine with or uh whenever i go to those places i can catch them for myself yeah no fair enough this is from my girlfriend hannah if you could be any pokemon all right what Pokemon would you be and why? If I could be any Pokemon. Man, that's a tough question. <laughs> Considering there's like 980 of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would probably consider maybe something like Swampert because it can be land mm. and water, or I would consider something along the lines of like 
like a thunderous or something like that where i could kind of walk and i could fly so yeah. probably one of those two combinations because it's more more along not necessarily for the strength of the pokemon but more along the lines of what they can experience as yeah. being type of being yeah the functionality behind it yeah. exactly yeah like the amphibian like the you know dual purpose flying and ground yeah awesome free enhancements that you could add to pokemon go overnight if you were john hankey i've got two if you want to have a think mm -hmm. so i've got the ability to put lures on gyms and when you're walking with a buddy, I only just figured this one out with Pancham because I put him as a buddy for Dino Day because it's dark Pokemon to evolve him. The only way that you can see how many dark Pokemon you've caught is by going into your Pokemon and mm -hmm. then going to Pancham and scrolling down. Whereas I think if you catch a dark Pokemon, it should come up in the bottom right, like a cascading thing, like a field research task. Sure. But they're Those mine. good. Yeah. So for me, the first thing I would do is I would do a heal all and revive all button. So I don't yeah. have to go individually and click through all those Pokemon because I find that tremendously annoying. Yeah. Um, that would be uh, number one. Number two, um, I would probably just increase the amount of remote races. Mm -hmm. um, that should be a, a thing that should be stayed into the game and should be a part of the game. So having to buy them every three raids is is also a little bit inefficient and finally i would probably do some type of mass here i'm going to do mass gift sending and then i'm also mm -hmm. going to do mass trading um, where you're committing that you can trade 20 pokemon at once and those pokemon are just going to be random whatever they're exchanged for they're exchanged for and you can just go for it so you could do kind of like a more bulk uh candy experience and they'll still be lucky and training one individually and taking all that time for that yeah sounds very good love that right so have you ever spoken to niantic directly i have yes cool was it a good experience mm -hmm. i i'm i'm in the program so we have direct communication with them on a relatively consistent basis that's awesome that's great uh what phone and what power bank do you use um, I use an iPhone 12 Max, 12 Pro Max. Um, I was thinking about getting the 13, but I know that the 14 is probably come out in like two months. So I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to upgrade and then have the, the older phone. So um, that is on the docket to upgrade that. And then uh, Galaxy Fold. And then I also uh, use the RAV Power Power Bank. What milliamps that power bank? um i think it's twenty thousand. yeah so enough to get out three full phone charges nice yeah i'm sure you feel good size it's that not and... super bulky yeah i don't i don't really yeah, yeah. Too no bulky, it's, it's the it's in is it will be sleek enough to not like weigh you down while you travel yeah yeah whereas in your back pocket you start feeling yourself sort of dragging towards the center of the earth <laughs> yeah right yeah yeah um, what's the rarest Pokemon on your account? The rarest Pokemon on my account, I would probably have to say would be a... Not... Mm, I would say probably the Shundo Clink that I've hatched. Mm, nice. Probably would be it, yeah. Yeah. So I got a Mewtwo 100% before the actual improved appraisal system came in. Mm -hmm. And I think from memory, it was something like 2275 CP. And it was actually like the first EX rate I'd ever done. Okay. And I didn't realize that it was 100% for ages. And mm -hmm. <laughs> my friends were like, I'm fairly sure you've caught, because this is before weather boost was even a thing as well fairly short that you've caught and you had the appraiser where it was like the attacks are great the defense is great the hp is great whereas now we just get an instant response don't you so i think that's probably my uh mm -hmm. the one that i'll never trade because i'm a bit because i get to go to like go fest and stuff i'm a bit sort of looser with my pokemon mm -hmm. so i like to come back with a load of like kavana or you know what's he called um 
Pampol and Tropius and things like that because I've got plenty of them. You know, I don't need 30 in my phone sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Shundo Clink. Nice. I would probably say that would be it because a lot of the other ones are are calm day Pokemon. So it's like, let me see. I'll say shiny and four star. Yeah, I would probably say that or I have a, and that's the one that I, I like just straight hatch. I mean, I have a, a shiny lucky 100% IV Gliscor. So, I mean, that one's probably rarer in the fact that like it hasn't had a calm day. It's not in raid battles. Like mm. the chances of some are super slim. I mean, I have a Shoko Articuno um but everybody can raid for that so there's more potentials of that thing being out there than there is this yeah yeah i think quite early on in the legendary birds coming out as well i got a 100 percent articuno which is my favorite bird which just adds okay. to the whole um, i don't think i've got a shiny articuno i have to get one of them at some point but they're quite you know a lot of people i know have one or two of them and they're not willing to trade them because a lot of people do like for like trades. Yeah. So they, they don't want to sort of sacrifice their, you know, one and only for something else. But yeah, awesome. Right. So I've got a couple more questions. Then we're going to take okay. a break. Um, then I'm going to email you another link and I'll just borrow you for another 20 minutes if that's all right with you, Billy. Okay. Fantastic. Um, could you pivot and play another game? if Pokemon Go was to suddenly fall off a cliff? Because I know that you've got quite a good community around you. Yeah. Um, I could definitely think I could do that. Uh, if it were to happen right now, it would probably be Fortnite. Just what I enjoy playing the most. And I find that if I don't enjoy playing something, like I can't really force myself to like that thing. So that's just what it would be. Yeah. And you would just upload to the same channel. Would you rename your channel? Um, not if it just fell off the cliff and was not anything anymore. So mm. I probably just, I mean, that's what I've kind of just been known as. So I think like rebranding and yeah. and rechanging would just be pretty hard on notoriety at right up front. Yeah, no, fair enough. Um, what is the most exciting thing about GoFests for you as an individual? For me, yeah, external of content creation, yeah, I would say it's just like, like getting the ability to, to just have a mass amount of Pokemon on and being able to try to check off some of those shinies that you have been looking for for a while. And then just also experiencing, you know, just the electricity in their air and feeling, you know, what people do as far as, uh, you know, just the experiences of hearing people get excited about playing, getting their shinies and everything like that. It's always been something that's been really fun. It's mm. cool to just kind of like see those like, oh my gosh, moments of people just getting super stoked. Yeah. They got the shiny they've been looking for for so long. Yeah, definitely. And that's obviously an increased chance at GoFest, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So it's just like everything's on fast forward. It's kind right. of a way of saying yeah. it. But yeah, exactly. Do you get the uh, opportunity to um, play at GoFest? I do, yeah, but it's definitely limited and not exactly how I would play personally, just because I, I would play a little bit harder than the ability uh, that I have when, you know, we have and we have to stop and talk to people and, mm. and everything like that. So it's definitely a, a, a different experience, but it's definitely an experience that I have grown to really enjoy. Yeah. Impact and study that moment. Do you get an opportunity to say hello to the outfitted Pikachu and Eevee that you uh, can meet up with and uh, the massive? <laughs> no, not really. I mean, like, I'll, I'll just yeah. go over there maybe if I've stopped by for a quick picture or shoot a video at something. But uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Cool, cool. All right, I've got a couple more questions, but I'm quite conscious that Zoom's going to kick off and ask for money in a second. So I'm just going to okay. send you another Zoom link and we'll get started again if that's okay. Okay. So, uh, if you need a drink or anything, now's your chance, all right? All right, sounds good. <laughs> cool, I'll speak to you in a second. All right, sounds good. If you're in need of some TLC, some posh products from across the pond, then hit up Archie Soul. Archie Soul Male Grooming is committed to making sure that you live your best hygiene life possible. Shower gel, beard oil, pomade, 
bags, um, wallets, uh, everything basically www.archiesold.com is the place to be. Use code BEDLAM20 for 20% off if you are a new visitor. This is a one-time code as an introduction to the website and to the brand. Shout out to Mark Archiesold for always hooking me up with the latest goodies, the latest supply. Companies like Duke Cannon, Montreal Barbier, American Crew, Anthony, uh, have a look at their website. Like I say, there's just so much stuff on there. I can't comprise it into one ad read. So yeah, shout out to Archie Soul and uh, back to the episode. Cheers, guys. And we're back. So this is a bit of an in-depth question and I was a bit umming and ahhing about to say it or not, but why not? We've got the time. We've absolutely steamrolled through the questions that I had. So let's go for it. So I spoke to JT Gilly about this at a Dortmund sort of casual meetup that we did after okay. the day of GoFest. And he mentioned that Pokemon Go is an incredibly time-sensitive game. Yeah. So as it is one of them, do you personally, Billy, feel the pressure to be first when you're uploading videos of a new Pokemon, a new event, you know, Ultra Beasts, for example? Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. hundred percent. I mean, it, it's extremely time sensitive. And as soon as, you know, one thing were to uh, come out and let's say that you're the fifth upload, you know, you'll have people that will follow you and always watch your videos. But then you have these other people that are out there for the first impact. So if you're not the first impact or you're not the uh, first person out there doing the thing, then it's hard for you to get that next level of notoriety because mm-hmm. especially, you know, with the event information for vlog stuff, um, once somebody experiences something one time, do they want to multiple times from a different viewpoint? Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe. So there's that aspect. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, has there been any sort of highlight that you've missed out on like when pokemon law modules came out and they were like glacier moss or anything like that or has there been other circumstances where you know say you've gone to a wedding and you've missed a new pokemon coming out um i've been relatively fortunate that i i don't think i've really missed anything too crazy crucial but at the same time you know i i think that for me it's more of like you know, maybe I could have done a little bit more with certain things, like just been a little bit more on top of like a, you know, a mega update and been able to do a little bit more right up front and not been consumed by other things. Cause you know, there's always a lot going on and a lot going on in the game and in the travels and whatever that is. So trying to balance when you release what and what's time sensitive, mm-hmm. most demanded for right now is uh, a totally different experience. And, you know, sometimes you have, three or four or five videos stacked in the archives and it's like you make the wrong decision of which one you launch first and you know that's just kind of the the nature of the beast and some videos will prosper and not prosper based on the timing and what else is going on like if you know i were to happen to release a vlog and then you know an hour after i release that vlog pokemon go drop something new it would just get totally overshadowed because the that that dead space isn't there anymore right and that that dead space is really crucial um especially if tip drive channel that you need to perform in those in those metrics yeah no totally and you also can't have niantic flooding you with too many features and too many functionalities because everything gets noisy doesn't it Mm, yeah i mean i mean there's no way they're going to drop like 10 features in a week so Mm. you know i'm more than happy for them to flood me with things yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) i don't want it to be a flood right like i'm down for that but uh yeah, new features are always welcomed and I'm always up for the, for the challenge. Yeah. So as you're going to free GoFest, you're going to, is it Berlin? What's the one in America? Is it Seattle? Seattle. And which one is it in Japan? In Japan is Sapporo. So there's no confirmation right. that we're going to be able to go to that one as of right now, just because of the restrictions that they have. So, yeah, you know, um, it'd be great to be able to go, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know if we're going to be able to so i'm open yeah. for either of those things to happen yeah no fair enough i was going to say which ultra beast are you most excited about because each go fest seems to have its own sort of 
representative ultra beast yeah i would say that uh i just like the buzzwall I've, I've kind of just been a fan of that pokemon for a while i think it's cool looking you know it's kind of got that johnny bravo hulk kind of vibe yeah. and yeah. yeah i mean anything that's kind of like looks muscular and like manly and like a beast you know like mm. raiko entei we have buzzwall you know mm. dialga and palky are kind of like that those are kind of like the pokemon that i that i resonate towards yeah least favorite pokemon ah probably like apom just because it's like impossible to catch yeah 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 it just doesn't make sense and murkrow is also not a not a big big pokemon uh yeah. fan of that guy right there i think cherim is insanely hard to catch yeah sometimes it's, things like that where i'm just like why dude like yeah. it already is not that cool of a pokemon like why are you yeah, gonna yeah. make it so hard to? it's not like you get two thousand dardos per catch like all yeah, you know yeah. like that makes sense that it'd be hard to catch but it's like these pokemon that yeah. literally are are nothing to the game in almost every regard that's just like what? yeah <laughs> speaking of pointless pokemon i did a bit of research earlier on pokemon go and i did not know this i don't know if you know this but nose pass always points north I did. Yeah. I did not know that because I know mm -hmm. Abra obviously teleports after one failed throw. Mm -hmm. And I used to think it'd be so cool if there were other Pokemon like, you know, they've got their inherent feature and obviously Sneasel, um, not Sneasel, what's he called? Smeargle has come out since then mm -hmm. where he's got his sketch move. Right. But, um, yeah, I didn't know about the nose pass thing. So uh, I'll have to check mm -hmm. that out in the game. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Is there any Pokemon that hasn't come out yet that you're really excited for? You know, that's kind of a loaded question because uh, I was a Gen 1 baby as mm. a kid. So I really don't know that much about a lot of these Pokemon. However, you know, I've kind of like delved into that. And it's kind of fun for me not to know about some of the Pokemon just because it's like a surprise for me, right? Yeah, at this point. Definitely, and then I get yeah. to learn about all these new Pokemon. And then by me learning about them, then I can teach people about them. But uh, Sogaligo, I'm really excited for because I'm just a big fan of lions. And, you know, as of right now, we don't really have like super strong lion-esque Pokemon in the game. I mean, Shadow Entei and Shadow Raikou kind of work, but uh sogaleo is is definitely a really cool looking pokemon i'm excited for that one yeah fantastic um there was something else about pokemon that i didn't know i think female Riolu has like a 20 percent chance and you can obviously only catch you can only hatch it can't you i don't mm. think you can get it any other way no i've i think i've got three or four of them okay so um that's quite cool this is the random awesome. I haven't got a shiny yet though, so uh, it's not okay. Not as good as it, right. not as good as it could be, but we'll soon, take it soon. Soon, that's it. Manifest, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you support small content creators when you get the opportunity to? Do you get like a sort of video that's like check these guys out and these guys out, or is that something that you're looking forward to doing in the future? Um, no, it's not really anything that I have done before. Um, whenever I get the chance to kind of interact with people at a GoFest or whatever mm. that is, um, I try to make a point that I can put those people in my video. So it's not mm. something that I like go out of my way to do on a regular basis or something that I've done in a specifically targeted video. But whenever we do interact with those people, it's always something that I, I go for sure out of my way and plug their channels um, and, and put them in the video just to, you know, give them some spotlight at those events. Yeah. I've met, well, I've not met, I've found incensed podcast through you. Mm, okay. You mentioned them at, but um, not Berlin. You mentioned them at Seville. Yeah, um, exactly. So, like those opportunities yeah. where it's like, you know, where it's like, Oh, they're around and I know about them and it's like, okay, cool. Like I'll just plug you in the, in the video and yeah. Yeah. Um, is there anything that you want to plug right now? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, I just started streaming on Twitch more consistently. So, yeah. um, my twitch.tv slash trainer club, definitely something that, uh, I want to plug. And then, I mean, also like just check out all the content creators that are going to go fest, uh, Nick, Brandon, uh, trainer tips, mystic seven, Zoe, uh, Zoe two dots, obviously myself, I'll be there. And then the, the other people that are going to, I believe all the incense guys are going to Seattle for sure. Um, it's just going to be a fun time. You know, anytime you get a chance to experience, like I talked about, you know, some people don't want to experience, but seeing it from different people's viewpoints is always kind of fun to see how they interacted with the event and, you know, getting multiple uh, opinions of the event is always beneficial. So it's definitely something that I, I 
look forward to and i hope that all you guys do too yeah not to hijack this but trainer tips nick every mm -hmm. single time i check his videos out he's etching slightly closer to that one million subs mm -hmm. yeah and i think he's as of i've just checked that and he's now twenty thousand people away and so, that sounds like a lot of people doesn't it but if he releases the right video at the right time i don't think it's going to take very long but yeah no i don't think so either yeah man i'm really excited i've been you know i've been excited about nick hitting a million subs for a long for a little while so i, yeah. I can't wait to see it you know it's just a, another thing that like it's just cool you know seeing yeah, yeah, seeing definitely. what's possible in pokemon go yeah it's good to see him on the way up as well like it's good to actually know them from like your circumstance you know they're a dm away for you and you yeah. can just you know message them saying congratulations oh yeah. for sure fantastic um plans for the future and do you have managers agents or are you self-managed mm -hmm. uh plans for the future i mean just keep on growing as much as possible and what Pokemon Go allows us to do. I think that's probably one of the biggest things. And then at the same time, I think it's, uh, you know, trying to find that other thing that, that, that really starts to hit um, that can branch beyond just Pokemon Go just to, you know, kind of take me out of the insecurity of, you know, I'm a couple of Niantic decisions away from my career being ended. Right. So um, I think that's definitely the thing. So, yeah, it's exciting. Um, and it's, it's, you know, a really cool opportunity. Um, but at the same time, it's something that's definitely a reality. And yeah. then what was the other part of the question? Uh, do you, are you self-managed or do you have any oh, representation? Um, I am self-managed from a channel perspective but from an ad perspective um i do have rep that handles my ads okay All right, fair enough yep um is there any plans for you to start a podcast or is twitch going to be your main hobby when you're not traveling the world at a thousand miles an hour <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean like not as a pokemon go podcast i do i did have a podcast or i do have a podcast it's called break and build um <laughs> So I've just kind of taken a break from my other types of content. I also have a YouTube channel that's called uh, Delicious Nutritious, where I cook healthy uh, variations of food. And I really enjoy those channels. I just kind of got a little burnt out from just so much output from my behalf that I just kind of needed a, need a little bit of time to myself. But I've had a lot of people asking about it recently, and I just kind of feel like I'm getting towards a place where I can start uh, producing at the level that I would like to for those avenue so I'm, I'm excited about reconvening those nice yeah you have to send me a link to that blake break and build podcast i've just looked on yep. spotify and it's just brought up tons of songs called break and build <laughs> so, uh, yeah i'll check that out definitely cool nice um what have i got so when you're traveling the world everything's all go all the time you've got baggage claim you know you can't be late to your flight all that sort of stuff is there anything that you found globally to be annoying is there any minor inconveniences that you go why does the airport work like this um i just think it would be really cool if there was like a global kind of in, in america we have it's called tsa pre-check where it's like you you've registered that you know you're this person uh, they do background checks on you and then you're able to kind of just go through the airport at a more efficient manner so i just think that that's kind of one of the things where it's like why don't why don't they just have that for a global perspective obviously it's a lot harder um but at the same time if they were able to pull that off it would just make traveling a lot more efficient yeah yeah no waiting around and just get it done get on the plane get to your next place straight away yep mm -hmm. nice um what else have i got i think that's it to be honest They've absolutely smashed that. Um, just to the people listening, uh, one, I've set up a PayPal. If anyone wants to donate to me, check out my Instagram stories. Two, um, I was going to say something and I've completely forgotten what it was. That's it. Next week, I'll be in Berlin. So I won't be uploading. So bear with me. I've got a life. This isn't everything in the world to me. <laughs> so just bear with me and we'll resume normal service of two a week as soon as we can 
Um, but yeah, that's all I wanted to do for admin. So thank you for your time, Billy. You've been absolutely fantastic. Well, uh, absolutely. I appreciate you having me on here and I, uh, you know, make sure you share this podcast with, uh, at least five friends, you know, that, that, that in-person shares, it, it really makes a, a difference for content creators and especially, you know, being able to personally recommend something that you enjoy is always something positive. So that's what I would, I would definitely recommend to all the viewers just, you know, to pick five of your friends that play Pokemon Go, just be like, Hey man, check this channel out. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of people that sort of come to this podcast and they always listen to the massive guests, but I upload quite a lot in between those massive guests. So, you know, I've had Brendan from Weeks yeah. on, I've had Billy Sheehan on, I've had quite a few successful YouTubers on now and I've got quite a few booked, but I don't want everyone to listen to every episode because that's a bit crazy. Mm -hmm. um, you know, people have got lives and these are usually an hour long. So, um, but yeah, just shout out to everyone that um, listens, watches and watch uh, this on YouTube and subscribes and all that sort of stuff because it really does make a difference to see the views go up. And it's not all about numbers, but at the same time, you know, it kind of is. But yeah, mm -hmm. right. So, Billy, we're just going to do the extra bit that we spoke about. Yep. So just bear with me two seconds. Thanks, guys, for listening, and I'll speak to you all soon. Cheers. Hello. Hope you enjoyed that episode. Just got an ad read from a new sponsor called Set Surf. So, Set Surf is a small British company passionate about mineral sunscreen and natural skin protection. Our range of sunscreens and creams are designed to protect your skin naturally without harsh chemicals which harm coral reefs and aquatic life. So if anyone knows me in real life, they'll know that I'm from a seaside town and one of the most important things when you go to the beach and probably anywhere in the world really, to be fair, is sun cream. And we all know how much of an absolute disaster it can be when you go to the beach without sun cream. So I want to make sure that people are using the right sun cream and not the rubbish cheap alternatives from many many supermarkets <laughs> i won't call any out um but yeah this is how set surf is different from all that cheap nasty stuff that will just about get the job done so it's 100 mineral we don't use any harsh or weird chemicals to reach spf 50 they just use zinc oxide and titanium dioxide which makes them perfect for sensitive skin and all of your kids it's reef safe because we Use no chemicals which harm coral reefs and aquatic life at all. Our sunscreens are genuinely reef safe. They're also non-nano. We use non-nano sized particles which don't sink into the deeper layers of your skin like you get with some chemical sunscreens. It rubs in virtually clear, so set sunscreen rubs in very well without leaving any chalky marks or residue on your skin and they are also very very water resistant lastly they are packed with good stuff they contain kalahari melon oil argan oil and aloe vera to nourish and moisturize your skin if you shop the range at www.setsurf.com use the code bedlam20 to get 20 percent off any of the products on their website so that's www.setsurf.com and use the code BEDLAM20 to get 20% off of anything on their website. Right, another ad read coming right up. See you later. Made sure wax melts. What can I say about this company that hasn't already been said? Okay, so when you first walk into a house, one of the first things that you'll notice subconsciously is the smell of the house. So I've walked into houses in the past that have smelled of dog, they smell of damp, they smell of horrible things that I would rather forget about. And it actually makes me not want to go to people's houses because I know that that's what I'm going to experience when I walk through the door. Made Sure is on a mission to change that and make everyone's house smell as fresh and as natural and as lovely as physically possible. So some of the scents that they make are Jamaican Me Crazy, Pink Flamingo, Gingerbread. There's all sorts going on. Every scent for every person on the planet. Jack Frost, 
we've still got a lot of that from Christmas. Um, lots of deals coming up on the website. Uh, when it's Hannah's birthday, for example, she does a percentage off. But I am hooking you up directly with code BEDLAM20, which will give you 20% off of your total order at Maidshaw's website, which is maidshaw.bigcartel.com. That's Maidshaw, as in M-A-D-E-S-H-O-R-E, dot bigcartel.com. All one word, big cartel. Uh, we can take custom requests as well. So recently I did some hampers for one of my friends at work for Valentine's Day. I did that with Hannah. We went on a bit of a scavenger hunt around Weymouth. And um, it was a good good laugh, really. Good good punt, really. Um, so yeah, DM made sure on Instagram or leave a uh, contact form and uh, we'll get to you and we will try to fulfil your quest to fulfil your request as best as possible so yeah www.madesure.bigcartel.com for the freshest sense in dorset and you know what i'm gonna throw this in there as well you know it makes sense back to the episode hello guys got a new ad read for you from a company called optimus u um, so they are a fitness and sportswear company. Um, they are an excellent example of how fitness and sportswear should be achieved. They are going towards the fully sustainable route, which I am well behind planting a tree and all that sort of stuff for every purchase. So I've got this to read out. I've got Optimus U. We are much more than just a sportswear brand. We are a community full of fighters for 100% of the people, absolutely zero discrimination, and only using the very, very best quality in organic, sustainable materials made ethically here in Europe. Whether you're taking your dog for a walk or hitting that new personal best in the gym, let us help you along your journey and letting you become the most optimist version of yourself. Recently got these on board because I think that Luke from Optimus U is a fantastic example of a leader and lockdown has helped him create and develop this amazing brand. Um, and they are incredibly involved, they're incredibly inclusive, like I say, and I cannot recommend them enough. So give them a go at optimusu.co.uk. If you use my code, which is bedlam10, bedlam10, you'll get 10% off your order. And I, I just, I think they're fantastic. Um, they haven't put a foot wrong. Truly, absolutely awesome company. Um, I've recently been given a shirt and hoodie from them and I will be ordering some more stuff from them very, very soon. So shout out to Optimus U. Uh, right. Back to the episode. Cheers, guys.